Episode negative six. This is another episode from the vault. These first 15 conversations, the ones with negative numbers, are the best episodes from my old podcast that I wanted to, to replay. This is one of them. Our guest is Glenn Pierce. He's a dating coach uh, in New York City, uh, which we could basically put under the category of pickup artist. Like I, I saw him speak like maybe 10 years ago at this point at what was basically a pickup conference. And uh, I really liked his style. It was very real. It was very raw. Um, I think as many people under the pickup umbrella, people could criticize his ways uh, or his approach or uh, his viewpoints. But at the root of it, and what I loved about this conversation, is essentially he's talking about relating to women as a, a practice of personal development. It's a way of like sharing love, even though maybe uh, his methodology or some of his viewpoints may not be loved by everyone or may not be understood. But I thought this was a very useful conversation, both for men who perhaps want to be better with women, but also women who want to understand where men are coming from when they do things that may seem misogynistic, like run pickup lines or cold approach people or flag people, flag women down uh, on the street or something. Like they're trying to find connection. They're trying to, to better themselves to, to connect with potential romantic partners and that in itself there's nothing wrong with i could go on and on about uh the problems of looking at social interaction from a logical perspective but that's not what this is about that's for another podcast perhaps um but this is episode negative six glenn pierce attraction as a practice you're listening to the rwando podcast perpetual orgasm infinite play please subscribe on itunes and enjoy the show Hey guys, it's Ruan here with Glenn Pierce. Uh, he's a dating coach of what is also often referred to as the pickup industry. Um, I actually met Glenn like five years ago when he was speaking at a dating conference. I was super green to the whole field. It was, it was probably, I think it was the first week I never did a boot camp. And I didn't actually tell this to Glenn when we, uh, we met again, but there's only two people that in, impressed me the entire conference. One was DJ Fuji, who I ended up working for about a, a year later. And then there was Glenn, who I've always remembered this entire time and we recently were serendipitously reintroduced through a mutual friend so i'm super pumped to have him here thank you glenn for being here yeah you're welcome man i'm glad i kind of made a good impression on you <laughs> yeah, at conference. totally you know it, it's kind of funny because i'm good friends with fuji and uh he's an awesome guy man for sure yeah, totally. I, I actually, I remember very clear, like being super nervous coming up like the elevator. I think it was like in Ripley Greer or something. And I saw you and some other guy, um, like in the hallway. And I was like, wow, that guy's really fucking cool looking. Um, so I'm glad I met you. Um, totally. Um, yeah. So why don't you start off by telling us a little about yourself, your history, how you got into this stuff, and then we'll go into your work more specifically. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, you know, in a nutshell, you know, my history is uh, probably somewhat typical. Uh, you know, my early childhood, my dating life was non-existent. I mean, I, I didn't have girlfriends when I was growing up. I was never considered attractive. Uh, you know, I didn't have girls asking me out or asking me to proms. Um you know, I didn't really have too many options. Um, you know, in high school, I wound up dating somebody long-term. That ended quite disastrously when she dumped me. 
you know, fast forward a few years later, you know, I don't have school anymore. And, you know, I'm just meeting random girls uh, through my careers. Uh, you know, I, I put myself, because I was uh, experiencing such a lack of validation and attention from women, I, I put myself in a bunch of jobs that lent an incredible amount of value to me. Uh, I started bartending. I was a DJ. I almost turned out to be a pro skateboarder. You know, all of these things I loved doing. Um, they were somewhat passions of mine. But at the end of the day, you know, I was hoping that these sort of careers and job choices would get me laid. And, you know, they did get me laid once in a while. I mean, you know, girls would approach me and, you know, hand me a phone number. And, you know, sure enough, I'd go out on a date and, you know, I'd get laid. Um, but it wasn't a lot. And it wasn't often. And even though I had some girls approaching me or making it very obvious that they were interested in me uh, sexually and attracted to me, there was always a million other girls uh, that weren't or that were in the same, uh, like, so say I was bartending, you know, there was a million other girls that were in that bar that night that just weren't paying any attention to me. And, you know, my idea back then was like, oh, well, you know, let me give them free shots. You know, I'll impress them with free shots or let me invite her to one of my DJing events and put her on the guest list and, or, you know, say, Hey, give me a song to play. Like all of these lame attempts to sort of get attention from the women who weren't giving me attention only to, you know, basically fail miserably. And, um, you yeah, know, I wound you're up trying to buy their to, attention. I was trying to buy their attention with whatever I could, of mm -hmm. course. I mean, cause you know, I, I was using the position I was in, <clears throat> as sort of leverage to get that attention. And, you know, yeah, maybe it did raise my social value somewhat, um, but my game and how I approached women and how I approached getting them to like me was a complete disaster. And what I, what I started to realize was I, I was finding myself jumping into a bunch of bad relationships with women that I was incompatible with. Um, so in, in my in my early time, I figured, hey, if I have a girlfriend, you know, at least I don't have to worry about getting laid. My my needs as a man would be fulfilled. So I would, you know, these girls who approached me or who came on to me, I would, you know, get into boyfriend-girlfriend mode with them ASAP, whether I was compatible with them or not. And, you know, I kind of had a couple of really disastrous relationships. Um, so my dating life was kind of a mess. And I'm giving you the short version here mm -hmm. um but it was it was pretty much a mess and you know i really wasn't that confident about my looks or my personality my sense of humor you know i didn't know what to say or do to women i, I was just pretty lost and, you know but in the back of my head <clears throat> i always was like you know hey you know what if there was ever a way to figure this out you know i would do it um you know i didn't really know there was a way to figure it out i just was completely open to it. Like, you know, one day I'm going to be an attractive man to women and I'll have women, more women than I can possibly imagine. And, uh, so anyway, uh, during one of my lonely spells where I really wasn't getting laid, uh, I went on a Craigslist, uh, to try to pick up a girl. There is a section there called casual encounters and you <laughs> fill out an ad and you say, Hey, I've got a big dick and I like anal sex. If you're into it, 
you know, shoot me an email, we'll swap picks and maybe, you know, we'll hook up. And, you know, that worked for me once in a blue moon, like maybe once every couple of months, you know, I would, I would fuck a random girl off a of Craigslist and I was on the Craigslist one night and I came across a little, uh, you know, a little tagline that said, Hey, do you want to learn how to be the world's greatest pickup artist and sleep with any girl or, you know, something along those lines? And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude, I'm going to go, you know, keep looking for, you know, women who are available tonight to fuck. And, you know, I struck out miserably that night and I remember being pretty depressed and I was lying in my bed and I was like, you know, something was just eating at me and I, and it was that, it was that ad, that, that tagline that I sort of passed up. And I said, well, you know what, let me go, let me just go log back on and I don't know, just maybe see what it's about. And so I clicked on it and it said, Hey, we can teach you how to pick up any woman and all this stuff like that. And do you want to be like Neil Strauss from, you know, the famous book, the game, a book about pickup artists. And I was like, all right, this was a dead end. And, you know, I, I went to bed and, uh, you know, a couple of days later I found myself in Barnes and Noble <clears throat> looking for that book about pickup artists. It was just like something was just eaten at the back of my mind. And I said, you know what? I should, I should definitely just take a look at this thing. And I bought this book and, you know, I read it from cover to cover, like practically overnight. And I was like, wow, this is an amazing book, but it's fiction. It's not real. You can't really do these things or say these things. It's, it's just a make-believe story. You know, it was great, but I just really had no idea that, you know, what was in that book was actually, uh, was nonfiction. And a couple of months later, um, you know, I'm scrolling the internet and I'm typing in some stuff about the pyramids in Egypt and, conspiracy theories and i type in this thing like you know the great mystery or something like that and so sure enough i type this into google and in the search results is a giant banner ad for mystery the pickup artist and it's like you know there's a big picture of him and a top hat and you know he's got like black nail polish on and i'm like that's that guy from that book I just read. I was like, this is so weird, right? So I scroll through the website and I find all these things that say, take our boot camp and it's $3,000 and we'll teach you. And I was just like, fuck that. I don't have $3,000. But at the same time, I was like, wow, you know, this is, this must be real. Cause I started Googling all the other people from that book and they were all real and they all had websites. And I said, holy shit, this is like, this is legitimate. So I started downloading every piece of dating advice I could find on the internet. You know, that was about seven years ago or so. And at that time, the internet isn't what it is today. Right, I, there I wasn't really a bazillion thought, free eBooks yet, right? Yeah. Well, it, yeah, you, nothing was free, first of all, but also at that time, you know, the lines were sort of blurred about what was legal and what wasn't. It wasn't like, you know, there were, it, the internet was still kind of like fairly new. And I, I, really thought that this information was against the law and was going to be taken down. Like, I, I swear my life, I thought that. And I started downloading everything and copy and pasting. And, you know, I went on all these forums and people were selling books and DVDs. And, you know, I bought everything imaginable. And, you know, I barricaded my house or barricaded myself in my house for months, just 
reading and studying and reading and studying like every piece of dating information I could find because I was like, hey, you know what? If I'm going to go out there and try to pick up girls, I want to know everything about it. I don't want to be, I don't want to look like a fool at all. If I can memorize everything when I actually go out to pick up a chick, hey, I'll be able to do it. And I will be uh, victorious in every single approach that I would do. So I memorized everything. And, you know, I went out one night to pick up chicks. And, you know, I did my first cold approach, uh, like a serious cold approach with a woman I didn't know. And, you know, on my way walking up to her, I could feel the fear coming out from inside of me. I started sweating. I started shaking. My my mouth went dry. My heart was beating fast. I mean, I was literally a nervous wreck. And I walked up to this girl and, you know, I tried to approach her and I said some pretty stupid things to her. And, you know, as I'm saying these things, I am trying to remember all the things that I had read and memorized and I couldn't remember a single word. I couldn't remember a single bit of dating advice. It was like everything was out the window. The only thing that was in front of my face was fear like I have never felt in my life. And, you know, after about a minute of talking to her, uh, I just kind of ejected. Basically, I just was so scared of being judged and that people were watching because it was in a crowded environment. And I was shaking and so nervous and I was so scared of getting blown out and her saying something mean or hurting my feelings that I just like ran out of there. And, you know, later on that night, you know, I was thinking to myself, I was saying, you know, wow, this this isn't going to be easy. This isn't what everyone said it was going to be. You know, I had read all this stuff like, hey, just memorize our stuff and you'll go out and fuck girls. And, you know, immediately I realized, like, dude, you, this is not going to be what they say. This is going to take a lot of hard work. It's going to take some dedication. But I had already equated so much pain in my past life of not having dates and not being successful with women that I was lucky where it over, it kind of overrode or overrided any sort of fear of rejection I had. So in other words, like I was going to go out and keep approaching and my fear of rejection was not as much as my fear of not getting good at this. So I started going out and the approach anxiety started going away. Um, it took about, I don't know, maybe about a month for it to really start to diminish. But I was going out every day. Uh, you know, luckily I own my own business and I could make my own schedule. So I was dedicating literally probably 20 plus hours to this a week. <clears throat> so I started doing this for almost, you know, literally over a year. I mean, you're talking in that year, I probably approached almost 10,000 women um, because I was dying to get good at this. And I started to get really good, really great results. Um uh, and then after that, I, I got my first coaching uh, with a pickup artist coach. And because even though I was getting results, I still felt like, you know, I needed someone to look at my, my game and tell me what I wasn't doing. I didn't want anyone to tell me what I was doing wrong because I was pretty good at figuring out what I was doing wrong. I needed someone to tell me what I wasn't doing or what I wasn't doing uh, or what more I could add to my game. 
So I hired a coach and he took me out and, you know, showed me some new stuff, some new techniques and some new attraction type of things. And literally my game went, you know, skyrocketed. Um, I just immediately started getting phenomenal results. I started getting insanely good with women. You know, it got to the point where I was literally fucking, you know, at minimum, minimum five new women a week. You know, there were days where I'd screw or fuck two different girls in a day. You know, I was like literally in heaven. Um, and, you know, I, I had an abundance of women in my life that I never thought imaginable. And at this time, I was still going out with a lot of wing guys in New York. And, you know, they were watching me do approaches. They'd watch me pull girls into bathrooms. They'd watch me pull them home back to my place during the afternoon. And what started happening was, you know, the word around town started to spread about me because it's a small little world. And people started contacting me to help them with their game, to give them some advice and coaching. And I just started doing some coaching for free. I was really just coaching tons of guys in New York for free. And that's when another high, I guess, uh, high caliber dating company coach contacted me and asked me to work with him. And I wound up working with him for six years. And, you know, I've taught thousands of guys. I've made all of them. I took them from zero to hero. You know, I've helped them with their game, their anxieties, their inner game, their confidence, their fashion. I mean, you name it. I, I've literally worked people over from the ground up, um, turned them into superheroes. And like I said, you know, recently I, I left him about, you know, about six months ago, and I started my own company called Attractive Approach. And, you know, it's just been a phenomenal experience from there. Cool. There's yeah. my history in a nutshell. <laughs> All right, awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm curious to know like, what you think um, allowed you to get to that point where you had this enormous abundance that basically left all your wings behind because so many guys get into this and very few people – I mean, we spoke about this before. Very few, few people stick around long enough to actually get the results they want. Like, what was it that you were well, doing? Of course. Well, the thing is, like, you know, if they're not sticking around – until the point they get the results they want, you know, the unfortunate thing is, is that they're just going to go back to their old life. And the, the funny thing about the dating community or seduction community, whatever you want to call it, or studying to be a pickup artist is once you're turned on to this, this form of advice, this information, okay, it will plague you the rest of your life unless you get good. So it, it never goes away. We're met. We're, we're attracted to women. We want to fuck as many women as we want. Even if we're in a relationship, we still want to have an abundance of pussy. And whether we react on it or not, you know, as men, that's sort of what validates us and makes us feel great. Um, so with me, you know, like I said earlier, I, 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 I had already equated so much pain in staying the way I was that no matter what, I was going to get good. Um, you know, I, I run across a lot of students too, who, you know, don't have what it takes to stay in the game. And, you know, it's difficult because if you think about it, you know, pickup or dating education, it is a form of self-help. It's like, yeah, you could, you can learn a few lines and you can learn a couple openers and a couple routines, you know, and that, that'll help you for sure. But at the end of the day, it's still you who's standing there. It's still you 
who's talking to this woman. It's still you who has to go on a couple of dates or has to stay and rapport with her for a couple of hours. I mean, it's still you, no matter what we teach you. And underneath all of those lines and routines and the theory, you know, there's an individual. And that individual has certain fears and anxieties or limiting beliefs about himself. I mean, it's the ultimate form of self-help because once you start trying to get good with women and approaching women and attracting hotter women into your life, you'll start to see all of your issues come bubbling to the surface. It's kind of like any issue you've ever had. If you get into pickup or dating, you know, learning this stuff, it just forces all of your old insecurities and issues right to the, right to the surface. And for a lot of guys, it could be really daunting and really scary to try to, to overcome this. Um, you know, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of self-worth issues going on. Um, there's a huge thing about deservedness. You deserve the women that you're approaching. You know, I get guys who are like, hey, I want to learn how to pick up tens. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go learn how to pick up tens. And, you know, I watch them approach sevens and they can't even get laid with sevens. And I'm like, well, you know, you're not getting laid with sevens. What makes you think you could jump to a 10? I was like, let me ask you this. Are you a 10? And they'll look at me and I say, no, answer me the question. Honestly, do you really think you're a 10? And they'll say no. And I'll say, so why the fuck would a 10 want to date anything less than a 10? I was like, if you want to start dating 9s and 10s, you have to be a 9 or 10. You're never going to date out of your league. I mean, maybe once in a blue moon you'll get lucky, but I doubt it because, you know, chances are you may think this girl is out of your league, maybe in the looks department, but in her own value or her own self-worth, she's going to be pretty much equal value. Mm-hmm. Almost, You're always almost going to date. And I say this to everybody. You're always going to pretty much date the same value you have of yourself. However you think of yourself and do yourself is the exact type of caliber of women, woman you're going to attract into your life. So when you work on yourself and you work on your presence and your identity and your confidence and, you know, whatever, whatever comes underneath that umbrella, uh, you know, when you work on yourself, you become a more attractive person. You become more attractive to yourself and you develop more confidence and you have more of a deservedness type of attitude, a more abundant type of attitude. And then you'll start attracting the women that you want into your life. Yeah, I actually want to touch on something you said in the beginning because I, I just realized that some guys might not even know what we mean. Or when, when you said like you were um, meeting women through your jobs but didn't actually have game, like what do you mean by that word, like having game? It means like game, uh, knowing how, knowing, understanding female psychology. In other words, understanding how attraction works, how male and female dynamics work. Okay, like I didn't know how to flirt. I didn't know how to tease. I didn't know how to banter. I didn't know how to act confident, cool. I didn't think I deserved these women. I I was still shy. I was still nervous. I didn't have an abundance mentality. I had a scarcity mentality. So when I say game, I, I mean like anything pertaining to your ability to attract women into your life. Gotcha. Yeah, so um, on, on those mentalities, like how, how do you suggest the person um, get this like abundance mentality if they don't have it like in their immediate reality? 
Well, the unfortunate thing about abundance is the only way I, I have figured out is to develop an abundant mentality is to start manifesting more of what you want. I mean, you can't go from like, hey, I, I have no money to, hey, I'm just going to have an abundant mentality about money. I mean, it sort of just doesn't work that way. Um, you know, you have to start getting some results and seeing some tangible results. And the more experiences you have and the more of whatever it is you're trying to attract in your life, the more that's going to add to your abundance mentality. Um, you know, it's a lot easier to develop that mentality when you have proof rather than faith. Mm-hmm. Um, faith, you know, it's sort of like trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel and you still can't see the light. You just have to sort of believe it's there. But if you're going down that tunnel and you can actually see a glimmer of that light, that's the proof. So the more proof you get, the easier it is to develop an abundant a mentality of abundance. Gotcha. Well, what's your take on uh, inner game versus outer game? Well, inner game makes my head hurt. Um, <laughs> so inner game is something that, you know, a lot of people feel they need to fix before they can get good with women. So a lot of guys will say, hey, you know, I need to work on this. I need to work on that before I could start getting women. And it's like, yeah, you know, guess what? Some of your issues might take 10 years, and you're going to be an old, crusty fart before you actually, you know, start getting laid. Um, You know, like I was saying earlier, uh, you know, when you're going out there doing it, and you're pushing yourself, and you're learning, and you're experimenting, and you're getting good, all of those things, when, when you're taking practical actions, all of those things are going to naturally lend to a better inner game mentality, okay? Now, outer game is really just a reflection of how you feel inside. That's all it is. So however you're feeling on the inside is exactly what you're going to reflect to the world on the outside. You know, some people think outer game is like, oh, you know, some routines or how, how they dress and yeah, sure. You know, you could sort of fake that stuff. You could wear some cool clothes and learn some great routines and, you know, get some girls attracted to you. But like I said, you know, at the end of the day or somewhere in the interaction, you, who you really are is going to come out. And, you know, women are very hypersensitive to inconsistencies in men. So if your outer game, let's just say on a superficial uh, plane, is good, like your routines, your lines, your deliveries, and your fashion is good, that's great. You know, she'll perceive you as a certain value. But if your inner game is going to come out, and she's on that, and there's the group out of guys get all these phone numbers and then get flakes. Or mm-hmm. a lot of guys get a girl and they wind up sleep, sleep with her, and then, you know, she winds up like never really calling them back. You know, he starts to act weird or he starts to act needy. I mean, the thing is you have to be, your outer game needs to be congruent with your inner game. And the best way to have a great outer game is to really just develop your inner game, which is just developing yourself, becoming a better person, a more confident, and attractive person, living life by your rules and your sets of standards, not by other people's rules or sets of standards. 
Yeah, let's let's go into that because um, for me, what I discovered, pickup was really just my entry point into self discovery. I really wanted to develop myself and become a better man. It just so happened that um, developing my skills with women was just a way to start that. How does pickup affect the other aspects of your life? Well, it affects every area of your life. I mean, you know, when you learn to attract women and you learn how interaction works and you're working on your confidence and and yourself you know you just like i said earlier you become a more attractive person and that will translate into your relationships at home with your brother sister mother grandfather uh it transfers into where you work you know you become more confident and assertive and uh a little bit more uh the word i'm looking for i'm not really sure but you know when it reflects in your job, in, in your career. You know, people sort of look at you and they're like, wow, you know, something's different about you. And they're like, what is it? And, you know, and you're like, well, I don't know. And, but deep down, you really sort of know, you know, what it is. And that's because you're, you've been doing work on yourself. You know, any work you do on yourself is, of course, it's going to affect the rest of the world around you. You're going to feel like a better person. You're going to feel more confident. And that just affects everything when you walk into a store and talk to somebody who works there you you know you just become a more outgoing and friendlier person and you know you find that people just are curious about you and they want to be around you more and you know your whole life starts to change your social circles grow people want to you know be your friend they want you around them i mean it's just really a phenomenal experience yeah, I think that's one huge thing that uh, people miss about pickup, and uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of uh, criticisms. Um, how do you deal with like the criticizers of pickup who see it as manipulation or you know, egotistical or anything negative like that? Yeah, there's a lot of those people. Um, well, you have two. You have two. You have you have guys who think it's manipulation, and then you have women who think it's manipulation. Okay. Uh, the way I look at it is like this, you know, when we were growing up, no one ever taught men how to be attractive, what women really want, what they really and truly respond to. You know, there was never a class. There was never anyone giving us really great advice. The only advice we would ever hear is from other women. And those women had their own best interests at heart. So they would tell you know, like mothers would tell their sons or teacher would tell their boys or sisters would tell their brothers or aunts would tell their, their nephews or whatever. There's a, oh, you know, just be nice to her, uh, compliment her, buy her gifts, buy her flowers, you know, do all these things, agree with her, like the same things she likes. And, you know, as men, we were sort of like brainwashed into thinking that this is what women want and this is what's attractive to women, Okay. In reality, in hindsight, you know, once you come to this sort of, you know, the dating education world, you realize that those are the things that literally work the worst. Um, but, you know, we were taught that from a young age. And, you know, we went out and we tried that a few times. We tried being a nice guy. We tried doing these things. And, you know, we wound up getting cheated on, dumped or, you know, rejected, and they didn't work. So we sort of, like, gave up on that, and we were just left with no advice. We were left powerless. And as a man... You know, there's no reason for us to feel powerless, you know, in the presence of women or around women. So, like I said, we were never taught how.
how to be attractive, how to be a truly better man, an alpha male who really knows his place in this world, okay? Now, when you come to the dating world, okay, yeah, we learn some routines. We learn some, what they call this canned material. We learn some things that, you know, can be viewed as manipulation. But here's the thing. If you ask any girl, okay, on planet Earth, is there one or two lines a guy can say to you that'll make you go to bed with him? He will 100% say no, okay? It's impossible. You can't just say a couple of magic few lines to a woman and she's going to go to bed with you. So, yeah, we have a couple lines that, you know, attract women. But once that, once those lines are delivered, you're standing there. You as a person, you know, you can't fake hours and hours and hours. You can't script hours and hours of an interaction. You can't fake chemistry. People are compatible and have chemistry, and that's that. You can't fake those things. So, you know, we give guys things they can say to women. So, first of all, so they could lessen their fear of approaching a woman because a lot of guys are like, well, if I know exactly what to say or if I have something cool to say, I won't be as scared. Okay, so you have that. But also these lines in the routines that you'll learn also give you a very deep glimpse into female psychology. They start teaching you what women really respond well to. Okay, rather than the, hi, you're really pretty, we give them other stuff that's like riskier, more flirty, maybe a little bit more off the wall or ridiculous. And then we see the results that these lines get, and all of a sudden our realities start to change. I'm not a big fan of staying in a routine-based world forever. I, I really think everyone who comes to the dating world, men, should learn some routines, learn a couple lines, just so they can feel comfortable and just sort of go out and use these things until you have a really full understanding of flirting and how female psychology and attraction work. And then you could go more natural. Um, now, getting back to the original question, now we have the women who think it's, uh, who it might be manipulative, okay? And it does seem manipulative and it does seem weird. And that's because it is weird. And you know, it's like a bunch of guys trying to study how to fuck chicks, you know? How could that not look manipulative? But if you look at life in general, we study everything else. We study anything and everything. We have to learn how to do everything, right? So if you have a guy who learned how to be good with women on his own, who never came to the dating community, we call them naturals, right? Women love him. There's nothing wrong about him. There's nothing manipulative about him. That's just who he is. They accept him. They love him. Guys don't look at him bad, right? But the thing is, he went through the same process we did. He learned. He just learned on his own, okay? So on the surface, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're learning how to fuck girls. And it's like, yeah, okay, we're learning how to fuck girls. But like I said earlier, you know, you're not going to fuck girls until you work on yourself. So what you're really learning is how to be a more attractive person and how to be better for women. And women, once you get good at this, they love you a hundred times more. And they start saying, I wish every guy was like you. I wish, you know, my last boyfriend was like you. I wish I met a guy who didn't take my shit or who knew how to make me come this hard or who knew how to flirt and tease me and who knew how to like 
you know, not apologize and cower, who knew how to stand up for himself. Like, women really appreciate that, okay? But it just, it looks bad because, you know, we study it. But anybody who thinks it's bad only thinks it's bad because they hear the term pickup artist. They think sneaky. But in reality, it's like, like I said earlier, you're just learning how to be a more attractive person. You're understanding male and female relationships better, female psychology better. And then you're going to use that to your advantage. And that is, you know, courtship. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with learning how minds work, how attraction works. There's nothing wrong with learning how to get good at something that's going to make your life more fulfilling. You know, I say to all the haters out there, the only reason why they hate it is either A, because they tried it and never gave it a chance to get good at it, or B, they just have a closed mind and think it's manipulative. But it's not. You can't really manipulate someone into going to bed with you. You know, you're either a great person or an attractive person, and that girl finds you attractive, or you're not. You can't fake a whole interaction. You can't fake that chemistry. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, totally. Um, on, on, on the subject of knowledge, I want to ask you something because, um, I think a lot of guys get stuck, um, like just reading theory online. Uh, we, we call them keyboard jockeys. Like they spend their entire, you know, lifetime Why? just reading stuff. Right? Off on a keyboard. Yeah. Right. I know them very well. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, a keyboard jockey for anybody listening. I was that guy for months. Yeah, I was I was like that for years. I think I, I came across uh, Evan Pagan's uh, newsletters way back in the day, and I just read Double Your Dating emails for like years before I actually went on approach. But um, like, like you said before, like everybody um, knows you have to learn things to get good at it. But how does someone jump from um, the theory to actually internalizing these skills? How does someone jump from theory to internalizing? Yeah. Action, 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 action. That's it. Get off your ass. And I'm going to sound like a dick right now. Stop being a fucking pussy. Grow some balls and start approaching women. It's going to suck in the beginning. Let's face it. There's nothing fun about approaching women when you're shooting your brains out and you're scared. But that goes away. Like, I get students who are, like, who have crippling approach anxiety. And I coach them and I gently get them into approaching and, you know, by the end of the day, you know, they're so scared of being rejected by women. By the end of the day, they don't even care about rejection anymore. And, you know, sometimes I get lucky enough where I see a girl that they've already approached and got rejected by earlier in the day. And I'll point to her and I'll say, hey, what about that girl? She'd be like, oh, my God, that girl's so hot. I'll be like, okay, go approach her. And he approaches her. And then all of a sudden she starts laughing and he starts laughing, and he comes back to me 20 minutes later. He's like, dude, I already approached that girl. And I'm like, yeah, I know you did. That's why I sent you back. I was like, you see, it doesn't matter. You don't even remember who you approached. It's just another face. Like, you view rejection as something so horrible and permanent. But I just proved to you that you're, that rejection, the way that girl rejected you, you couldn't even remember her face a couple of hours later. So, you know, going out is difficult at first. Uh, I, I don't know too many people. I've met a handful who are capable of just going out and, you know, approaching with no fear. And I don't know what makes their brains different than everyone else's, but, you know, mine wasn't that way. And I'm assuming most of the people listening to this, your brains aren't like that. But here's the thing. You're never going to magically wake up one day and just start approaching. 
Like, I, the mentality that a lot of guys have is like, oh, well, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'll learn another opener tomorrow, tomorrow. I'll tell you right now, tomorrow doesn't come. If you're listening to this, man, you've already been exposed. It's today. You get up off your ass and you go out and you be a man. That's what men do. They approach women. Women expect it. Women want it. Don't be a pussy. There's no other way around it. There's no cure for approach anxiety. You either approach and learn to handle rejection and not care about it, or you sit at home and stare at your computer screen studying more. Yeah, I want to touch on one thing you said about, um, you know, her just being another face because i know another criticism um of pickup is that it kind of turns uh your view of your interactions as like robotic or production oriented or like everyone just becomes like an asset or like a piece of capital like what's your take on um on that and like actually connecting with women well i mean here's the thing i'm a guy right uh i have a strong sex drive to me you know, it's looks first, personality second. Um, you know, I, I like to fuck hot girls. You know, if she's hot, you know, I could look past some personality traits that I don't like. Um, when it comes to connecting with women, and, you know, I'll talk about this during the approach and after the approach, uh, long term, it, it's much different. Um, you know, in order to connect with a woman, you know, you have to have a genuine interest in her. If that's during your pickup, if you want to connect with her and have some chemistry with her, you have to have some genuine interest in her. You can't just view her as just another hot chick. And, you know, even though I said I just view her as a hot chick and I could overlook personality traits, I still show and am genuinely interested in her. I'm still screening for compatibility long-term. We might have compatibility sexually in the short term, but I'm still showing a genuine interest in getting to know her for whatever reason, because I typically find every woman I approach fascinating. Even if she's a guarded, selfish person, I still find her fascinating because she is a very unique individual. On the long term, you know, you have to really connect with, somebody you're going to be dating and that goes into you know connecting with them on a sexual level physical level spiritual level emotional level i mean you have a lot of time to to build those connections with a girl you're dating but if it's just during the approach and you want to create some chemistry and a connection just have a genuine interest in the person you're talking to she's not a target like people in the community will say oh man you know well who's your target it's like no it's not a target it's a fucking woman the woman who's got 25 years under her belt, the woman who's smart, who has something to say, who's got a beautiful body, like, why not enjoy that process of getting to know her, figuring her out, getting to know her brain? You might like what you see. Totally. Yeah, this is, um, I guess this is like my, my final uh, my question, and I wasn't really sure how to ask it, but you mentioned the word spiritual connection. Um, I remember writing on like the Fast Seduction Forum a long time ago when it was up about how pickup was just another practice towards like spiritual actualization. Do you think there's a spiritual aspect to pickup? I think for some people there is, and for some people there isn't. For, for a religious person... Uh, you know, who, who believes in, I guess, you know, popular 
religious beliefs like Catholicism, Judaism, uh, you know, all those things. Uh, I think they sort of live on a different vibration than people who are truly spiritual. Uh, you know, when I talk about a spiritual connection, I, I sort of mean on a, on a level that's not really seen or fully understood. It's more of like a deep energetic level that you share with somebody, like tuning into their vibration, to their energy, tuning into them as a, as a soul and not so much as a person. Uh, but if you come from, you know, if you're Catholic or Jewish, you know, that sort of might not resonate that well with you. But if you think about it and you think about a relationship you've had, and when you sit next to somebody and you can feel their warmth or, you know, when you two are just sitting there staring at each other's eyes, you could, you could feel that energetic connection. Um, so on a spiritual level, I mean, this is like, we could talk about this for hours. Um, right. For it's me, abstract. you know, my, my personal development was, was very spiritual. It taught me to release my ego. It taught me to sort of view the world a little bit differently, to go deeper into my, my philosophical understanding of the world and my place in it. Um, so it, it really had a profound impact on my spirituality and it still does to today. I'm still learning when I approach girls, I'm still learning about myself and I'm still learning about women and, and I'm still growing. I'm still experiencing little spiritual epiphanies, you know, every day, you know, it absolutely bleeds into every area of your life. That spirituality. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any uh, final advice for men or really anybody who's listening on their uh, growth through interacting with people? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, every once in a while, just take a step back and notice what's going on between you and your other person. Like, just try to put your thoughts aside and just notice What's going on between you and that person? What that person is truly saying to you, not what's coming out of their mouth, what they're really saying to you. And notice how you feel. Notice what's going on with your body, with your breathing. Notice what's going on with your mind and your thoughts. Just really try to step back and just genuinely notice the dynamic that's happening between you and the other person. Not what's said, but what's being subcommunicated. That would be my my piece of advice on that. Cool, absolutely. Thanks, man. This has been an awesome interview. I'm uh, I'm pumped that you know you're like a hero of mine. Five years ago, I got to interview you. Now this has been awesome. Um, we're going to uh, attach Glenn's email address and his website to this. Um, and yeah, thank you very much for being here with us, Glenn. Yeah, man, I loved it, and uh, I'm excited for people to hear this. And uh, if you guys ever need coaching. You know, I'm here for you. Um, you know, you can find out more on my website. You can email me personally. I answer all my emails. And I just want to thank Ruan for having me here. You know, this was like a really cool interview for sure. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you want to be a part of the virtual audience for future episodes, make sure to follow me at crowdcast.io slash Ruando. See you next time.
Show.